0: Molly Fisk, Observations from a Working Poet.
1: Today I'm thinking about information and cell phones, in particular my weather app, something I check several times a day. Before I had a phone, I had a thermometer outside my front door in the shade. To read it, I went out, usually barefoot put on my glasses, and peered under the tendrils of a passionflower vine. It was never easy to tell the difference between 84 and 87, because I buy things based on how they look instead of how well they work. The mercury in this cute, fake vintage item was nearly invisible. I got a general idea, though, felt the feelings relevant to being too hot, too cold, or happy about the day, and went back indoors. Then I had to buy a new-to-me-used car when mine got totaled as it was parked innocently downtown. The new one had some bells and whistles, including a measurement of the outdoor temperature. I was amazed to discover this delighted me more than heated seats and a sunroof. I keep a running dialogue now in my head about how hot it is in my driveway compared to the freeway or the lake or my dentist's parking lot. It's so constant, I think I may have had a past life as meteorologist or farmer, and this is the first time I've admitted that to anyone. When my cell phone joined the party, I was primed. This is a simple app, not affiliated with NOAA or NASA or Weather Underground, whose name is clearly ridiculous. For underground weather, you want earthquake.com. If it's sunny, my app shows you a tiny yellow sun. If snowing, a blue snowflake. I'm so literal that kindergarten graphics work best. But I'm also practical. Looking out the window to find out if it's raining is still my first move. There are three great things about this weather app. You can look a few days ahead to see what conditions might be when you have to drive somewhere. You can get a real-time map of all the wind currents in the world slowly moving around, which is mesmerizing. And you can track the weather where your out-of-town friends live. Right now, it is cloudy and 47 degrees in Nevada City, but 25 and snowing in Wallkill, New York, where Ginny is either paying bills for her family's apple orchard or practicing Beethoven's patatique on the piano. Yesterday, someone told me it was colder in Salt Lake City than Alaska. I immediately looked up the northernmost community in our country, the former Barrow, Alaska. Now listed as Utkiavik, which I believe is Inupiaq, and the low is three degrees Fahrenheit. That seems a bit warm. The entire Midwest is covered with snow. I think Ellen can practice law from home in Denver unless she has a court date. On the coast of Maine, people report minus double digits, and lobster shacks are floating away. The Pacific Northwest is also getting slammed. Peggy may be iced in and have to wear cleats to walk to work in Indianola, Washington. It's fine if this subject leaves you, ahem, cold. We all have different obsessions. Knowing what weather my nearest and dearest are going through makes me feel closer to them, which literally and metaphorically keeps me warm.
0: Award-winning poet Molly Fisk writes, coaches, and teaches writing in California's Sierra Nevada foothills. You can reach her at mollyfisk.com. This program is produced at the studios of KVMR-FM, Nevada City, California, with support from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.